Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Because we drive cars. We're yeah, I mean, that's a Darbo thing. Yeah, it's not. Nice. I'm just saying that's part of our witchiness is our cars. I drive a Volvo. Volvos and Subarus. Very safe. That's we, we witches park responsibly, put the parking brake on because <laughs> often we park on hills in the weird woods. The hilly weird woods. That's why they're so weird. Uh-huh. Anyway, we got parked and we walked down the pathway, talking uh, casually about what's going on in our other lives. And we gather around the cauldron, mm-hmm. our pointed hats extra pointy as we enter this mm-hmm. final phase of our favorite television program. <laughs> <laughs> and we get ready to cast our most dangerous spell yet. And we hold up our long hot dog, which that is how we point. broadcast. Oh, yes? my God. First of all, please do not hold up your long hot dog. What? Second of all, they are talking cooked. about a wand. It's a cooked dog. Oh, like I... Uh, uh, nice. Even you talking about white hots, dog. red hots? What are we talking here? I'm I talking mean, about, yes, a classic uh, Coney. Uh, Ooh, Coney, which okay. is a white right. hot dog. It's sort of like a vice first. Yeah, I always like yeah. to take my long hot dog and run it through the garden, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chicago style. Yep, <laughs> Chicago style. Yeah. I don't know what you mean when you say that. <laughs> well, anyway, we're going to be talking about the latest episode of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Chapter 33, Deus Ex Machina. Wow. Ooh. Justin's favorite. Yes. Why? What? <laughs> That's my favorite Deus. Yeah, you love Deus, and also, you know, this is a big Nick Scratch app for you, so I can't uh, wait to oh, hear his you. favorite episode, not his favorite theatrical convention. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to be more of a Chekhov's gun guy, but <laughs> Deus Ex Machina really hit the power rankings. Uh, when you see that Zeus lowered from the heavens, I was like, here it comes. Ow, He's going to solve everything. Yeah, I always say, Zeus boy alert. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we are very much getting to the end here with Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. There's some wild things that happen in this episode that we're going to talk about in wild. a moment. But uh, things that I'm sure made Pete very happy as well, I would guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Really? Some cameos, Pete, with your excitement? Oh, that, that was fantastic. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about all of that in a second. But first, a brief bit of recap. The Eldric Terrors are attacking Greendale. We are in the latter half of the Eldric Terrors at this point. Uh, we've been through a bunch of them. How many uh, more do we got? Uh, three, I want to say approximately, given that there are three more episodes left in the season. Uh, there are eight right. Eldric Terrors total. How many uh, Eldric Terrors have you guys encountered in your da- daily life outside oh of this God. show? Uh, well, there's the Eldric terror of going to the store. 
That's pretty nerve-wracking these days. I worked with an Eldrick Terror, I think, for a couple years. Mm -hmm. When I lived in Queens, my neighbor was an Eldrick Terror. The most uh, horrifying Eldrick Terror is the Eldrick Terror that forgets to use BCC when responding to a whole list. Oh, Oh, man. I've already been on one uh, accidental CC disaster this year, and it is fun. Yeah, hopefully we're not going to see that before the series wraps up here. Uh, Instead, we've seen a bunch of uh, things like uh, the darkness. We've seen the Imp of the Perverse, the last episode. And this Mm -hmm. one, we're introduced uh, to the Cosmic, the latest Eldritch Terror, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, But they are here to destroy the world, and only Greendale stands in their way. Uh, There's a couple of other problems that are going on here. And one thing that we're finally dealing with this episode is there are two Sabrina Spellmans. There's a Sabrina Spellman who lives in Greendale hanging out with her friends, and there's Sabrina Morningstar, who is living in hell, married to Caliban, the clay man, everybody's favorite clay man other than comic book artist Clay Man. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, good guy. Uh, what about and, Herbie uh, the Dentist from uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Yeah. He's God, another very, very sexual clay man. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, there, there's a long hot dog, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, let's not do this. Yeah, this is not a good bit to start this yeah. off. Uh, so uh, the Sabrina Morningstar is married to Caliban, also living with her dad, Lucifer, down in hell. Nobody, except for Ambrose, really knows about the two Sabrinas, and he's already warned her that it's going to cause calamity, bring the two On numerous crashing. occasions. Numerous occasions. And Sabrina naturally has not listened at all. Uh, now, on the Earth side of things, Nick Scratch has been gunning directly for Sabrina, told her yeah. they were endgame last episode. So that's yeah. what's going on uh, with her. Um, meanwhile, Theo has been dating a hobgoblin named Robin, Robin the yeah. Goblin. Mm. It feels like it should rhyme, but it doesn't exactly rhyme. It doesn't quite, nope. yes. It's yeah. a classic That's Shakespearean why. off rhyme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what else should we tell you? Uh, there are the new weird sisters who are Prudence, uh, Mambo Marie, and Roz, who we have found out is a witch who's dating Harvey. Uh, they have been monitoring the universe. They have a very mm. nice glow broom in the school that they've been watching to look out for the Eldritch Terrors. Uh, and uh, the other thing that we should mention is there's a place called Heaven where some angels live. We briefly were introduced to them, I believe, in part three, I want to say. Were I could we? be wrong about that. Last um, season? Maybe it was actually part two. I think it was part two. Part two, when Sabrina part was did. kind of learning about hell and heaven and ferrying cells along, mm-hmm. souls along. Uh, and but we have we've seen some angels. They've been kind of deadly and dangerous, and not particularly trustworthy. We get another one of those this episode. Um, what else do you need to know? Uh, probably that there is a show called Sabrina the Teenage Witch that hell was yeah. on a couple of decades ago. It was a hilarious sitcom comedy starring Melissa Joan Hart. Less um, chilling. It was yes, much less slightly chilling. less chilling, slightly more chill. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like the um, the use, Sabrina's use of the um, What the Heaven in the last uh, couple mm-hmm. episodes, I think has really... Is really, really paid off. Well, it's really teeing <laughs> us up for the, uh, this, this episode and maybe more to come in the next uh, few episodes. 
Yeah. Uh, why don't we jump into it? Because we do actually start in the celestial realm. Uh, we see that the angels have their own globe room going on. Well, no. we should mention that this uh, episode is split up into intense title cards with intense music following them. So mm-hmm. this is kind of a new way of storytelling where we get what realm we're in right in your face with some intense music. But they did that uh, not with the celestial realms, but they did the two days ago with the uninvited yeah. now. And it is very fun to have at the top of the episode. It definitely amps up the intensity to your point. Yeah, turn turn it up to 11. You know what I mean? Turnt. It gets turnt. It's quite turnt. Um, uh, yeah, it's nice. It's very <laughs> The Shining. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, so the angels have their own globe room. Uh, they're talking about the coming disaster. They realize they need to negate Sabrina. As usual, everybody is coming directly for Sabrina. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we cut over to Sabrina and Roz. They are holding court. They have been elected co-presidents of the school in the last episode. Everybody has problems. Uh, classic, yeah. as you know, from going to high school. Everybody is very yes. into the school presidents. They're oh, very into man. talking yep. to them, getting them to solve their problems. That everybody was, is very into the school government in general. That, and, that was my favorite day is getting in line and then waiting for the new school president to hear about my problems and what I want solved. And for those of you that don't know, um, we should say when Alex says we remember high school, um, it's because it's pretty fresh. Cause, uh, Pete actually <laughs> had a whole Billy Madison situation where he had to go back and repeat all the grades. Uh, so he just and that's where graduated. We met. That's yeah. where we met. Because yeah, we were all uh, Billy Madison. In, uh, third grade at the time. Is that it, Justin? The penguin told you to do this? <laughs> yeah, see? Um, yeah, and when we say ha- uh, Pete had a Billy Madison, it was word for word, <laughs> scene by scene, real yeah. life documentary style uh, remake mm-hmm. of the movie. Mm-hmm. We all know Conditioner is better. <laughs> is that a quote from Billy Madison? <laughs> yep. No, I okay. think it's unrelated. I think it's an unrelated <laughs> idea. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Sabrina and Ross holding court. Uh, this all seems to be a setup for two things. One, so Ambrose can have a telescope later on. And then yes. two, uh, so Nick Scratch Nick can show Scratch. up. He has signed up to be a student at Baxter High. Yes. So he can understand Sabrina's human side, which is fascinating. I see you raising your hand, Pete. I just want to finish my thought here. It's fascinating because Nick has been so derogatory towards humans in high school of the past to the point where, if I remember correctly, uh, there was an earlier episode where he came and he was like, this is stupid. Wasn't it him and Prudence came by and they thought the whole thing was very dumb? Yes, they didn't like, even though it's basically the same thing as their school. Right. Um, except less murder happens there. I tell you what, he really fills out that Letterman jacket, though. You know what I'm oh, talking boy. about? Oh, really boy. looking right. good. So I have Man, a he's question. like a whole pack of hot dogs. Yeah. So, uh, Justin, how does it feel? This episode proved that Nick Scratch is no longer a bad boy. He's a good guy. He is uh, a good, good boy. I mean, that's not. Uh, why? Because he put on that jacket? No, uh, because he is willing to do whatever it takes for Sabrina like a good man. And it was a big switch, you know? Um, I Well, he attempts to bad boy the all the realms of being at one point um, in this episode. Does he, though? Uh, this episode's about him being good. Hey, even bad boys have a soft side. And I think that he has really um, – his, uh, his end game call for Sabrina – just means that that bad boy's coming home. 
He's ready to settle down in a bad house and raise some bad kids. <laughs> bad kids alert. We got a bad kids alert. Bad kids alert. Now, I forgot to mention, actually, Father Blackwood, the last episode, had his head chopped off. Uh, yeah, he did. Stuck on a plate. That's kind of an important detail after trying to summon so many eldritch terrors. Uh, and so Prudence and Ambrose are questioning Blackwood, but he's not giving anything up. Another thing that I forgot to mention, uh, Lilith, the oh, yes. queen of hell, oh, or, yeah. uh, she wants to be the queen of hell. It oh. recently had a baby named Adam. She is hiding out in the school. Uh, and we find out via Hilda that Lilith's plan is to hide in that room for 16 years, flowers in the attic style, mm-hmm. until Adam comes of age. Then Adam is going to kill Lucifer, and she will become queen mother, I think is the plan, right? That's, That's the plan. what she said, yeah. It requires a lot of patience or yes. bo- several good books. Um, that's a hardcore quarantine. But yeah, I like this um, uh, blackhead, uh, the Blackwood head, sitting on the plate and just being a dick still. But yeah, in a much more Solomon. vulnerable. Yeah. In a much more vulnerable position. Yeah. Uh, so Hilda is not super into Lilith's plan, but she kind of leaves it be in classic and Hilda fashion. Uh, we get a fun scene with Nick and Sabrina where he, in the library, where he says he wants to understand her world. Yeah. Everybody's already friends with Nick. They love Nick. He is the hate of the high school. I thought that I, that was something I wanted to see played out more in the episode that we didn't, didn't really get. Uh, I, just I, that. And it's very interesting to me. Harvey has been so downplayed this season. He is basically. Yeah. Uh, he, he just took a, new, a phone call on this app. He's the new Dorcas. Uh, wow. Oh, you wow. So the star of the what? show? Yeah, yeah you, see, interesting. What? You're not, interesting. you're saying something you don't see, think you guys are, I called him the new Dorcas and you guys are offended because you know that being called a Dorcas <laughs> is basically the biggest insult you can get. No, no, I'm I was pleased. Saying, My pleased <laughs> sounds no, like Yeah, I was just not, saying, no. you're, you're, you're put, you can't put Harvey and Dorcas, like Dorcas is the star. Like even after Dorcas is gone, we're still talking about Dorcas. So like. I was upset because I don't think you realize what you're doing. So you're saying you don't like Harvey and he's just, he's no Dorcas. Harvey sucks. He's not good enough to be Dorcas. <laughs> wow. Wow. No, I wasn't saying which like I've, that. I, Pete, I think I've, I've got you in a logic trap from which you will never <laughs> escape. Oh, man. This is your own Acheron. That's what's yeah, going on here. Exactly. <laughs> the Dorcas Kinkle uh, finger trap. Then we get the main conflict of the episode. There's a big earthquake in the school. Hell pillars pop in, and we immediately wait, wait. find out, okay, what? There was a car or something? Go ahead, Pete. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to talk about that. The shot where, uh, you know, uh, Ambrose runs out, and we got this sweet shot of the Hearst Cadillac. I mean, you got white wall tires on that with some nice tinted, like really well done tinting on the side. They keep that caddy in great shape. It's phenomenal. But what I wanted to point out was that we had a Robin uh, Theo scene in the beginning where uh, Robin was sleeping. uh, And then uh, I, I didn't want you to forget that part. Yes, I don't think we're we're not there the, yet, but uh, we're not I like where yet. your head's no, at, Pete. It, it, we got like a little taste of it early on. Well, maybe my notes. Uh, that's why I have in my notes anyway. What you just did is like when you get into the party <laughs> a little early and you just scoop a little bit of the icing off the cake, Pete. But that's all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All, yeah. We've been ba- we baked that cake for a while. It's Alex's. Uh, so, 
we find out that things are switching places because we also go down to hell. Sabrina and Caliban recently went on a tour. Sabrina wants to make some big changes to hell, which is very ambitious. Yes. Uh, but then there's an earthquake there. And I think it's Billy and somebody else, one of the cheerleaders I didn't recognize, uh, zapped down in a booth from Dr. C's. They're very confused, followed by another fun scene where they get zapped back. And Hilda's like, well, here's your milkshakes. Goodbye. <laughs> that, that whole thing, I was like, what? is this it was such a weird little bit that they did it was yeah. fun bit everything i mean i that scene was indicative of a lot of the energy of this episode i thought where like mm-hmm. all the hell people hanging out um with uh the earth people it was very much like can you believe we're neighbors like it was very like sit big sitcom energy, which I thought was well. Funny. I think yeah, that leans back to what we were talking about a couple of episodes back with Lucifer at the wedding episode, where he was very like you're saying sitcom dad kind of running yeah. it and be like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" And it's the same thing kind of here, where there's certainly danger. There's very dark things going on, but it's purposely goofy at the same time, and it diffuses a lot of the danger from hell, but. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. It's fun to watch at the same time, and that's much more important. Yeah, I agree. And it's interesting that we get the cameos to the sitcom, um, mm-hmm. which is here, because I don't know if that's an intentional um, bringing that sitcom energy to a lot of the episode and the interactions and then have them pop up. It's sort of like taking ownership of the whole Sabrina canon in a fun way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we get this brief scene. Ambrose agrees to fix the telescope from the school. Again, it's really just a plot set up for something later on. It was funny how Ambrose was like, "Uh, yeah, I'll get to it right after we're done fighting all the terrors and trying to survive, which I appreciated his prioritizing. Do you feel like Ambrose is talking weird? He's like very much like he's giving off like. Uh, Doc Brown, Christopher Lloyd uh, vibes. <laughs> he did. Uh-huh. Yeah, in this episode, that... he's like, we gotta, yeah. like, it's so, it's so different Marty, from who he was. I, I, I also think, though, there's something to be said for the fact that nobody is listening to Ambrose at any yeah, point. Yeah. Like, particularly Sabrina, who is uber Sabrina-ing in this season so far, the, these past couple of episodes, where she's just like, yeah, 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 I know, I know the Earth's going to be destroyed. I got some other stuff going on. And it's hitting Abrus, I think, more than anybody else. It almost feels like that time thing where there were two Sabrinas at the end of uh, part three broke Ambrose's brain to the point where he's like, I cannot deal with this anymore. Yeah, Nobody is doing anything except for me. Yeah, because he feels fully like mad scientist uh, throughout this whole thing, which is fun. Uh, Let's talk about Theo's storyline separately, because that uh, runs parallel to everything that's going on, but it's very much on its own track. Uh, We discovered pretty early on, this is the scene where they're lying in bed together. There's a giggling. Uh, Theo sees a female uh, or female presenting hobgoblin. Um, Theo gets put to sleep, and it turns out that the hobgoblins and all of the fairies are actually going to be leaving the earthly plane, going back to the realm of fairy and walling themselves off, because they see the oncoming destruction of Earth and hell and heaven and whatever else. Uh, so they're going to leave. So they go through this whole arc of trying to figure it out. Uh, they go back and forth about it. And ultimately, Theo drives Robin away uh, so that Robin can go back to Fair, the, the Fae and be safe. Yes, Pete. Um, I just wanted to say that it's almost like the uh, the Faye is kind of like aware, like, hey, the show's getting canceled. We got to get out of here, you know? <laughs> 
who was very a lot of wall breaking in this episode. Yeah, they're like, hey man, we gotta head over to Fate the Wink saga. Dorcas yeah. is over there and it's gonna be a sweet time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely they're just gonna pop up and be like, We're on this show now. Deal um, with us. What did you think about the Theo storyline in Hall? Because I thought um, it, it kind of came out of nowhere, but at the same time, uh, it was played really well and very sweet and very emotional throughout. Yeah, the classic sheep dogging somebody when you're just like telling them to, you know, go away, you know, get out of here. I don't love you, but you do love them. But, uh-huh. you know, I, I thought Moth uh, was correct. Like, she's kind of like, yeah, you, you're holding, uh, you know, Robin the Goblin back, and he can do so many things, and he's kind of dying here with you. Oh, Rob Goblin. That's what we Rob need Goblin. to say. There Goblin. you go. That's that, that's it. It was, was bothering like, me again. It, no, I was like, there's something to be done here, but I can't figure out what it is. <laughs> uh, the Rob Goblin. Um, yeah, I thought this was a sweet story, and I, it's sad, but I do think it's going to... I think they will have this season is a love story for them. I think because mm-hmm. I, I, Theo makes a good point. Uh, like I've never run away from a fight, and so he's like, "We're going to do this, and if you need to go, go." I think they will be reunited by the end of the season. Reunited. But yeah, overall, uh, good storyline, and it's nice to see the focus back on Theo after being missing. I think two episodes back at this point. Yeah. Uh, back to the main plot, though. Uh, hell statues part start popping up all over town. Which and is all sort over of the honestly sort of nice. Uh, yeah, why is everyone Greendale upset? Sign, the Greendale ass, sign goes to hell, which really spruces statues. up the place. Yes, it's a fun. Everyone's redecorating. It's mm-hmm. nice. Shake it up. Uh, so we get a very creepy scene here, which I, I bet Pete hated, uh, where Prudence goes to talk to Rosin and says, hey, come with me. Ros says, I have school. And Prudence says, I don't care. Uh, yeah, they go over to Blackwood's church today. and find Judith and Judas. Blackwood's two kids are praying to the rotting corpse of Blackwood. Oh, they yeah. put a little fake head on them. Mm-hmm. Mm. I want you to awful. do that with me after I die, after I lose my head. <laughs> put a fake yes. head on me. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alex does have the mark of Cain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then even more hell statues start popping out uh, in, the, I, in the they figure out kind of or at least they first figure out they think they figure out what's going on here, which is that the infernal realm and the mortal realms are merging. And it's all because of the two Sabrinas that they're bringing everything together. Uh, and we got to uh, I, I really like the sequence of the way this played out where Sabrina says, OK, you know what? I'm going to own up. I'm going to fess up. Now that it's kind of too late until my aunties, she gets in there and hell has already come to Greenville. They've already told them. Um, And this is great. This whole sequence, like you were saying, having hell at the school interacting with everybody is a lot of fun. Uh, I like the line, uh, Lucifer lies less than Sabrina. Yeah, Um, that was fun. The Prince of Lies, that was fun. And talk about a great reference, Escape to Witch Mountain from, uh, from Zelda. Uh, there was some some well, sick raps in this. Parent Trap as well. All, and Parent all Trap. classic Disney movies. Yeah, yeah, Escape to Witch Mountain. I watched it when I was a kid, and man, that was that's a good movie. Also, the uh, Sabrina, Rock, right? Yeah, of course. Sab- <laughs> I had a very early screener of that movie, twenty years earlier. <laughs> Sabrina has a a Little Mermaid ref where she says, "Okay, calm down, Ariel." Mm. Mm. Uh, and then uh, they say that thing where they're like, Disney Plus subscriptions are now open. Wink, yeah. wink. If they want to pick up a show, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not so I subtle. Did. And and then they were also like, 
uh, felt like the um, HBO Max transition to um, the feature film is going to really uh, damage <laughs> theatrical releases, which I thought like, I get the point, but it feels unrelated to this story. Yeah. You know, now that I think of it, I think we were listening to an entertainment business podcast, not actually watching <laughs> Chilling Adventures of Supreme. That may be. Mm-hmm. That may be. I, I did like in the Prudence Roz interrogation how Roz was just like, okay, I'm going to leave you because it was obvious that Prudence was having fun. And I thought that was nice that Roz was like, I'm going to let you have fun with this. I'm going to get out of here. Uh, yes, I think you're maybe jumping ahead a little bit here. Um, we, we see this great shot, actually, of the body, the rotting body and Blackwood's head. They bring the mm-hmm. body back together again. I thought that was cool. And they decide to just really torture the shit out of that dude, which yeah. is satisfying because he's been such a monster for all of these seasons, eh, mm-hmm. but also horrifying. Yeah, and Roz, of course, is grossed out and wants to leave to go to school, which is totally fair. Uh, Jumping back, though, to talk about a couple of quick things, I loved the cut where Zelda figures out that Ambrose also knew, and they immediately cut to her chastising Ambrose and Sabrina. Yeah. That was super fun. Uh, Also, we get a really fun scene where Nick confesses his feelings to Sabrina, but doesn't realize it's Sabrina Morningstar. Yeah. And the way Kieran Shipka played that scene in particular was delightful. Just the knowing smile of, oh, Nick, this is very sweet, but you're a little late. I'm married to a pile of clay. So, just cute. Cute stuff. Also, Ambrose is being like, in total shock of like, you're going to own up to this. You know, that was really uh, fun to see. Uh, people are very aware of Sabrina's headband choices. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, when, since when are you wearing a red headband? It's like, yeah. what are you? <laughs> Mad me like me being like, Pete, what's going on with that black sweatshirt? Usually you 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 have a a slightly different color, sh- different shade of black. Well, I will say if Pete suddenly showed up with like, my glasses one day or something. This makes no sense to anybody on an audio podcast, but yeah. it would be weird. I would be surprised because your glasses are part of your no. face, Pete. Hey, Elton Johns, your glasses aren't that distinct. I hate to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, I don't think would notice if we change glasses. I mean, let me, I'm looking at both of them right now. They're not that wildly different. <laughs> very little flare on the uh, glasses here. Hey, Come on. Don't, no, don't I think it's a great flare. spot for you guys to add a little bit more flair, like maybe some rhinestones, something fun. Oh, wow. Says the guy uh, who's never had glasses. My, my flair is perfect vision. <laughs> <laughs> is that what your eye doctor says? <laughs> I got a real asshole of an eye doctor. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, oh, by the way, what's an, eye, what are you, what's an eye doctor? I've never had to visit one. Oh, <laughs> Come on. Uh, you probably love this part, though. Uh, after they decide that the solution is they want to kill Sabrina Spellman, or at least Lucifer wants to do that, Nick comes in and he's got the solution. What he wants to do is reverse the polarities of the two realms, yes. force them away from each other. Uh, and uh, they start to do it, but Ambrose is like, whoa, 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 this is going to destroy everything and stops them. That's what I'm um, saying. Nick was trying to bad boy the realms. He was trying to be like, oh, yeah, you do it that way? Well, I do it the opposite way. Uh, then we get like the entrance of the angel Metatron. Uh, it hails pearls. Not Megatron, which I thought at first they were saying Megatron, mm-hmm. which I got very excited, but it's not Megatron. Was it further confusing to you when the angel tried to turn into a giant gun? Oh, that would have been so cool. Another Bumblebee appearance uh, in this <laughs> episode of television. <laughs> 
the show is slow, so slowly turned into Transformers, nobody <laughs> even noticed. Just like an actual Transformer. You think it's a car? <laughs> it's not a fucking car. It's a robot. <laughs> it's a dude. Uh, so yeah, Metatron shows up. Uh, they say one Sabrina must die, agreeing with Lucifer. Gives another option. The other option is they have to merge, which I think was kind of obvious to everybody that this was the route that they were going to have to go, right? That's literally what they just split. The slightly out of time Sabrina, so it makes a lot of sense for them to merge. It also, I actually thought this was kind of fascinating ethically. Ethically is maybe the wrong word, but in terms of you think about it, you're watching the show, you know, from, from the perspective of watching a TV show, you're like, oh, those are both Kieran Shipka playing Sabrina. It's the same character. It's fine. But when you think about it in the context of the show, these two Sabrinas have actually lived separate lives and gone in different directions. So they are beings in their own right. And have very different identities. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think Sabrina Morningstar is a feels a little more mature, older, has her life sort of sorted out and feels very confident and comfortable. While our Sabrina, as we've seen, has been really been struggling all over the place. And she has not been able to define herself and feels totally out of sync with a, a lot of the people in her lives in her life. Uh, yeah, but I like this, and I like this conversation where they realize they want one day to kind of wrap things up. They reach the right decision here. Um, Metatron gives them six hours, uh, so they kind of head Oof. off in different directions to do different yeah. things, which we'll get to in a second. Both uh, fun choices. Yes. Uh, speaking of six hours, though, uh, Hilda tells Lilith that Lucifer is there, and she must face him. She gives Adam to Hilda to keep safe, uh, and Lucifer comes in and says he will raise Adam suckling on a wolf. You know, which is a totally normal health thing to do. Oh, yeah, I've tried six that. hours as well. Did you do that with your kids, Justin? No, I did it myself. Oh, okay. uh, I just, as an adult. <laughs> as an adult. I mean, wolf milk is good. It's good. It's spicy. <laughs> Have you ever tried wolf cheese? Yeah. It's hard, harder to make. Yeah. It's hard to get a lot of wolf milk. You know what I mean? Like milking mm-hmm. a wolf. You can right. get a, you can get a little bit out before you start getting bit. Hey Justin, I have nipples. Could you milk me? <laughs> oh my god, what is yeah. happening? I'm actually making a delightful Alex cheese, Pete. I've, you're going to love it when I get it finished. It's very, it's sort of sharp. Um. But uh, <laughs> speaking of the Lucifer scene, um, I liked the when Nick, like a Gouda, it's sort of like Nick, a Gouda. When yeah. Nick scratched, you got to try it smoked. You got to smoke it a little bit because then you get that nice rind on there. Hey, More. listen, I don't think the cow's like, here's how you should cha- make turn my milk into cheese. So why don't you just <laughs> let me do my do my business, Al? I keep asking and they don't answer me. And also, what? you can't eat the, your own cheese. <laughs> when Nick scratched, we gotta change up- that law. <laughs> when Nick scratch rolled up on Sabrina and was like, "What are you doing with these tools?" and Caliban got angry, I lost it. I thought that was hysterical. It was really fun. Good stuff. Uh, so let's then, talk about the next montage yes. sequence, though. So with their last six hours, Sabrina Spellman wants to spend the time with Nick Scratch, while Sabrina Morningstar wants to do something she's never done, which is sing with the Fright Club. She sings Total Eclipse of the Heart. Great. And as we get Total Eclipse of the Heart number, Sabrina Spellman loses her virginity yes. to bad boy Nick Scratch. She wanted to scratch that itch. And itch that scratch. She wanted to itch that scratch right up. Was anybody else hoping it would be the old school version of that song where there was swearing? Uh, what the, Bonnie, the original Bonnie Tyler? Total fucking the, eclipse of the heart? Yeah. Or do you mean the version from... Uh, the movie what, Old School. Old School. Yeah, where they were oh, swearing. That's not okay. the original, by the way. 
The sure. original was uh, f- from by Bonnie Tyler, my mm-hmm. aunt. And oh. she, uh, not really, not really my aunt. Here's my last name. <laughs> oh, I was going to say. Wouldn't that be a fun reveal? It would have. I thought Her it was. Her full name is Justin Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Bonnie Tyler. I thought these scenes were great. Um, it. I really liked that, like we were just talking about, it really put into relief what each of the Sabrinas sort of wanted. Like Sabrina Morningstar has been, you know, holding court in hell, doing so much like leadership or whatever uh, that she wanted to just cut loose, have fun with her friends. While our Sabrina really wanted to make a strong connection with someone, and that someone was Nick Scratch. And that connection was a trip to the bone zone. Oh, my God. This what are you talking about? kind of finishes off the Harvey side of things, right? Like we were talking about, which is pretty surprising to me. I mean, going into these last couple of episodes, I thought it would be more open than this. And it's not. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, the Sabrina, like, band hug was really very sweet and touching. And it it was made sense because she's been trapped without being able to see her friends in hell. And uh, I, I just really think, like, that moment was very sweet and so earned. Yeah. Across the board, great sequence. And it leads into this fun reveal. Ambrose fixes the telescope. He realizes something terrible is coming. Uh, and the merge starts via Metatron. Uh, but Ambrose comes in and stops it, reveals that it's not because of the Sabrinas at all. It's because of this Eldritch terror called the Cosmic. Now, I, I got to admit, I got a little confused here with everything that was going on and the plan and exactly what they're doing. Uh, so maybe you guys have a better beat on it. But <laughs> base, no. <laughs> well, there was three realms that were, I guess, trying to eat our three realms is what I was kind of taking well, away from. So here's the thing. I, I'm going to kind of speed through a little bit to the end here, and then we can go back and talk about stuff. But the way that I understand understood it is it wasn't because of the two Sabrinas that the realms were being brought together. It's because the cosmic, this rogue cosmos, which is an Eldritch Terror, is coming for them. So their plan was to send Sabrina Morningstar to the cosmic, which would stop it and make it dissipate. And despite that, at the end, she shows up in the sitcom world, and then Prudence goes up to Blackwood and is like, now you need to tell us how to stop the cosmic. So... What's going on there? I feel like I'm missing a piece of information in terms I of I thought plan. she was saying, uh, tell us about the next uh, terror, the next one that was coming up. Um, yeah, I I agree. I, I thought they I thought this solved the cosmic, but I agree it was confusing as to what the cosmic was. It's crazy to me that one elder terror is like, I'm the weird. And another one is like three fucking planets. It's like, <laughs> how, how do these people hang out? Yeah, yeah uh, they had dinner together. The uninvited said they all sat around at a dinner table. Yeah. So the three uh, planets were like, sorry, do you have a larger chair? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know, it doesn't quite make sense to me how moving Sabrina over there solves it. Right. Um, uh, unless it's something with, like, uh, the repulsion thing that Nick pitched where you can, those Sabrinas sort of rebalance in a way, but... it. it I don't know why there wouldn't be a Sabrina there initially. I get maybe we'll learn more about this. I don't know. It does feel like the way that we see Sabrina Morningstar encounter the old aunties from the original Sabrina sitcom made me think, oh, this doesn't feel like a punchline. It feels like maybe there'll be more to this. Yeah. Uh, well, 
and, and it definitely the fact, like you're saying, the fact that we see the original aunties there. There's a laugh track when she gets there. Yeah, so, so many more questions this. about that, and the least of which is do our quote unquote our Aunt Tilda and our Aunt Zelda, the Chilling Adventures ones, exist over there? Is uh, is Melissa Joan Hart over there? Is the rest of the original <laughs> cast there? What exactly is going on here? Um, so yeah, to your point, I, I think the order of things, the rollout of how this is working with the overall plot, confusing, but certainly there's a, a bit more time to answer some of these questions. Yeah, and in that way, it, uh, this felt like sort of not a full plot uh, plotted mm-hmm. episode. We've gotten a lot of standalone episodes in this season, and this one feels a little bit like there's maybe we're setting up for the finale rack here um, a little bit more. There's some more open questions and threads that they can pull on and move forward with Theo, Robin, all this Sabrina stuff. Um, and uh, another question I have why does Ambrose need a wand? No one else has wands. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe it's something he just likes to play with. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's. Yeah, it's it heightens his powers more. I don't know, but I, I would like to talk about uh, something we're skimming over here. Um, the most high stakes game of pa- pa- rock, rock paper scissors I've ever seen in my life. I mean, mm-hmm. I was sweating bullets. Uh, you know, I can't believe you wouldn't throw paper. You know, somebody's going to throw rock in there. Coming scissors is strong choice. I mean, you got to see her loss coming a mile away there. Uh, you well, always we... throw paper or you always throw rock, Pete? Well, I'm saying rock is a strong choice, okay? It's because somebody's going to come with, I, like, I, I can't believe that she went scissors. Like, I, th- I think that was So you never crazy. go scissors first. I'm not giving away my strategy in case we ever like sounds like it. To play. <laughs> it certainly sounds but like it. But I was are. just, I was just surprised by uh, some of the choice choices made. That rock, high stakes rock. Let's, just, paper, let's scissors. just try something real quick, uh, Pete. I just want to play a rock paper scissors game. Just see what kind of happens here. So uh, here we go. Uh, rock paper scissors says shoot. You did scissors first. What are you talking about? <laughs> Also, what are you eating right now? You just stuffed your mouth full of food right before you did rock, paper, scissors. Is that another McRib? We're also um, yep. spitting off a podcast where it's just us playing rock, paper, scissors, and you guys at home can bet on who you think is going to win. <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah, uh, this is a great time to recommend our audio-based rock, paper, scissors podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, it's just that we also, also uh, my we have another time. one where we just do a staring contest again, just audio. Yeah, I feel like we've been doing that for a long time, <laughs> just in general. Um, it was a high stakes rock paper scissors, um, the most high stakes games maybe ever played. Uh, let's just wrap this up here because there's only a couple of other things we need to talk about. Uh, okay. The big one is probably Lucifer comes back to visit Lilith. And as far as we can tell, why why she, did we put this in the episode? Why did she this has this? killed her baby Adam, chopped him up, and is ready to serve him as a dish? Lucifer gets pissed off and makes her mortal. Uh, this uh, felt like a faint to me, right? Yeah, this felt straight. Yeah, I don't think it very much reminded me of um, the disappearing pig trick from Willow. Willow heads oh, out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hands up. Good call. Uh, for Willa, the Willow heads out there. Um, yeah, I I feel like Adam is going to be revealed to be alive. The other thing though is like making her mortal. So now we have we have Lilith who's mortal. 
uh, and Wardwell, who's also mortal, but sort of edging into darker powers and maybe sort of becoming more uh, more of a focus in the Pilgrims of the Night Church. I feel like since Blackwood is removed from that and they went out of their way to create that and have Wardwell be in this season, I feel like now we have this weird switch where Lilith is less powerful and Wardwell is more powerful mm-hmm. and there's going to be a, some sort of confrontation there. I bet. Well, there has to be something there, right? Because we have these two characters, just like with the two Sabrinas, we've had a reckoning here in this episode. Same sort of thing happens, uh, has to happen with Michelle Gomez's two characters. Yeah. Otherwise, why are they both running around like this? Um, it's total sidebar, but I've been watching The Flight Attendant Mm-hmm. And it is wild seeing Michelle Gomez in that show because she's behaving the exact same way on that show as she does on this show. She's so she's witchy. She's a little more muted. She's a little more muted on the Yo, planet. They, they cut to I, – I think I'm three episodes in. In the second episode, they cut to a shot of her in a car watching uh, Kelly Cuoco. Uh, and I'm like <gasps> – it was breathtaking when they <laughs> she's great. To, she's great she's, in everything. You should watch her. She was fantastic on Doctor Who. They had her on one episode of Gotham, and it was such a waste because she should have done more. She's great. She's great. She killed everything. that baby and was going to eat it. What the fuck are you guys talking about? That's a that's a baller move. Yeah, I yeah. wish I had the cojones to do that. You know what I'm talking what? about. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not that, funny. What the fuck did you just say? Well, Alex has a cookbook for p- cooking children, so he oh is like, I got it a, from a witch. You couldn't even, you couldn't even finish that sentence. You were so <laughs> skeeved out by it. Uh, witches eat kids. It's all their whole thing. They live this in candy is houses. Entirely unrelated, kids. but Justin, uh, you bring in your kids over to my candy house tomorrow. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, they're dying. They're dying to get over there. They want to. Oh, they are. They <laughs> are dying to go over there. <laughs> Do you mind if we leave another trail of breadcrumbs so we know our way home? My phone's <laughs> Any, dying. Anytime, absolutely. Yeah. Last time we had that problem with the pigeons, but, you know, yeah. we'll figure Ugh, it out. I hear you, man. Uh, and the last little bit is uh, Sabrina and Nick see a shooting star, uh, which is a weird detail, and she wishes that Morningstar will be safe. Uh, and that's kind of where we end the episode. Uh, any additional thoughts before we start to wrap up here? Um, I thought it was crazy when they just iced Metatron, like in a very oh, right. vicious yeah, like way. The group choke move, and the then snapping the snapping of snap? the neck. Yeah. Oh wow, that's got to have consequences. Just killing angels. Yeah, that's got to have the consequence. Uh, all right, let's wrap this up then. Who? Which? I, oh yes, Pete. I just wanted to say I uh, the Robin um, and Theo. Like when Theo didn't when she, Theo locked the window. Uh, I, I was heartbroken. I'm hoping yeah. in the next couple of episodes, Theo is going to open her window again because uh, it's just too much his. and I can't take it. Yeah. His window. Yeah. My bad. Sorry. Oh, okay. uh, but I agree. And that's why I do think the way this episode, that uh, Theo's story was in this episode feels like there's going to be more. Like so many things in this mm-hmm. episode, I hope they pick right back up with a lot of the plot threads uh, going forward. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, at the same time as we have three episodes left, the show packs so much story in every yeah. single episode. We'll have to see how it all starts to wrap up. Uh, I can't as believe we we're down to, to wrap- three. I can't believe we're down to three. I'm so surprised how quickly these mm-hmm. episodes have gone by. I agree. In a, in a I was. It was really nice that Sabrina wished us all well too. It wasn't just about you know her. I thought that was really mm-hmm. nice the way her opened up the wish there at the end. Yeah. Also, <laughs> don't say your wish out loud, or it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was like, up. that's yeah. 101. You could say Which, it to Nick Scratch, though. You could say anything to him. He doesn't count as anybody. Yeah, he's so what bad. Are you guys, 
<laughs> the ultimate Soap. bad boy move is not invalidating people's wishes. <laughs> <laughs> bad boy. This episode, which witch reigns supreme, Pete? I'm going to have to go with Blackwood's head on this one. Uh, if sure. another <laughs> actor would have played that, it would have been too silly. But he really pulled it off, and it, re- it felt real. It didn't feel like this fake bullshit, like, obviously hiding underneath mm-hmm. the... Th- I, I thought it was fun and well done, and it was impressive that that worked. Wait, what do you mean hiding under the... Hiding under the what? Like, it was... Because it's obviously... Like his plate. spine or something was hanging out? What? Pete? What? <laughs> they actually... They cut his head off. They cut Richard Quayle's head off and put him on a plate. They had to shoot that last scene really quickly just before he died. <laughs> All right, we got one take of this. Let's go. <laughs> Justin, which witch reigns supreme this episode? That's a tough one um, because I thought Sabrina doing double duty, um, Kiernan Shipka was great. The subtle nuances between uh, yeah. that she yeah, plays really between impressive. Morningstar and our Sabrina are really good. But how could I not give it up for my man Nick Scratch showing up <laughs> at school? Getting that swab, a bad boy undercover as a good boy. Who is there any harder role? Talk about it uh, playing against type. Can you imagine him showing up acting like a good boy when he's a bad boy at heart? He's a good, good man. Uh, I'm actually going to get up for Sabrina Morningstar this episode. Uh, like you said, both wow. of the Sabrinas were a lot of fun. But uh, she made the ultimate sacrifice for the Earth. Uh, the, the scene on the steps with Nick Scratch was a lot of fun. Uh, she was just enjoyable throughout the episode. The musical number was uh, great as well. Uh, so just good stuff across the board. And hey, if you want some good stuff, support us at patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about chilling adventures of Sabrina. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show. Socially, at Riverdale After, at Riverdale Dark on Instagram, Riverdale After Dark on Facebook, comicbookclublive.com. For this podcast and many more, until next time, grab them hot dogs and run them through the garden. (laughs) Oh, my God. Scratch that itch, baby. (laughs) 